Deanna Shields, and you're listening to The Cozy Sleuth. Today, Snoops and Sleuths, I'm chatting with Penelope Cress about her books, writing, and all things cozy. Penelope, would you like to introduce yourself to my Snoops and Sleuths? Yeah, uh, my name is Penelope, and uh, I write, I've written a few uh, uh, cozy mysteries. I've got a series out at the moment, and then I write under the pen name of Penelope Cress. So I'm still getting used to that. <laughs> so why don't you tell my audience about your books a little bit? Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you, Leanna. Um, yeah, I've, um, I've, my books are currently, I have one series out. Um, they um, are the Isle of Westbury series and they follow the adventures of Reverend Jessamy Ward, who lives on the fictional island of Westbury, which is in, it's supposed to be just off the coast of England, so it's just off the co southern coast of England, and it's actually the actual island um, is a collection of sort of, I suppose, um, landmarks and actual places that exist around the coastline of Kent. So I've kind of taken all my favourite parts of the county of Kent and put them onto one island. So if it exists on the island, it also exists somewhere in the county of Kent. Um, I currently live myself on an island that is just off the coast of Kent. And some of the things on the island are actually based on where I live, but I haven't limited it to that. So in my world, in Westbury's world, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a much sort of like crazier place to live than where I currently live. And um, Reverend Jessamy Ward, um, she's she's known as Jess Jessie. she has many names amongst her family she um was going to be an actress and then she had a, a slight accident an altercation with a car where she, the upshot of that was that she then found god she found religion and she found the anglican church and went on to become an ordained vicar in the anglican church and she has gone back to take over um, as parish priest on the Isle of Westbury um, at the Church of St. Bridget's. And when she goes back there, she discovers that actually she's got quite a long family history on that island. She knew that her family came from there. She knew that she was born there. She grew up there. But she left when she was 13 and she has no real memory of that island and this family history that she uncovers when she goes back. So the first book is, is her literally reeling from finding out all these things about her family history. Um, and the biggest one of which is that um, she comes from a long line of female um, wise women, for want of a better word, they're not witches. Um, they're more like cunning folk of old and they she is next in line to be what they call within the family the godmother and the godmother is the woman who is charged with maintaining the history and the rites and the rituals of that tradition so she she's discovering that she actually has some kind not not special powers but just has a heightened intuition and an ability to to, to, to be able to read energy and connect with, with people from the past and, and, and the dead people and, and murderers, which of course is very handy in a cozy mystery. 
So she's discovering these new gifts at the same time as she is grappling with the fact that she's an Anglican priest and this shouldn't even be happening and how is this happening? And very gradually, all the other members of her family come back to the island. So over the course of the book so far, I'm on book four, now is about to be released at the end of the month. Um, all of her siblings have come back, her two sisters have come back to the island, her mother has returned to the island. They've re, re, they're starting to rebuild their lives and rebuild that, that community of women on the island that was broken by their departure back in the 1980s. Wow, the book sounds awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so is any of your writing inspired by your actual life? Um, partly. Um, not that I, my, well, not my life so much as people that I know. Um, I have a very good friend who is an ordained minister um, and who also is a runs a, a, a witch shop on the side, um, which is an interesting combination. And also on the island, there is a tradition, there's a legend of the goddess of the triple wells that I draw very um, strongly from. And quite a number of the incident stories, legends are actually reworkings of the legends of the local area. So um, it's kind of a combination of the two of them that I've, that I've drawn upon. Oh, that's so cool. Actually, I kind of draw from folklore and mythology myself in my series that I have, uh, Sparks of Suspicion. I, I made a whole town of what I call mythics. Right, okay. The, the main character is a Native American elf, which several tribes actually have a form of elf in them. Um, I, her best friend's a centaur who runs the local coffee shop. Uh, I just put so many different mythology, mythological characters in it. So it's kind of cool to hear someone else working in that too. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just find it fascinating. I mean, it's not witchy. I don't have werewolves and vampires. It's not that kind of paranormal mystery, which obviously there's a lot of paranormal cozies and I love them. I devour them. Uh, uh, but I wanted to do something just a little bit different and something, I, as you said, a bit more sort of, I suppose, building from the legends and the mythology of of the local area. Uh, and that's been really exciting to, to find out more about that. And... Um, the book I'm working on at the moment in particular, um, they, not to give too much of the plot line away, um, she knows that there are three wells that are associated with the goddess that she's supposed to be serving. And they don't know where the wells are. So there's one well that's at the bottom of her aunt's garden. They all know that's there. And she invites in a local archeology span group to come in and, and dig up the church basically and <laughs> see if there's a well in the church, which they find. And then they find uh, a lot of um, figures that were made as offering in the well. And that's actually based on the actual wells on the island where I live. And there's a really wonderful series of stories about the, the team that dug up that well and found those figurines on the island, on the one I actually live on, who subsequently all went on to become pregnant. 
So it was quite a lot of women and it's a fertility goddess and they all went on to become pregnant afterwards and uh, or their wives became pregnant and there was newspaper articles and everything about this fertility well that had been discovered and the articles that had been thrown into it in the past so I, I, I thought there's got to be a story here somewhere so I'm attempting to retell it. <laughs> wow so do you have so, yeah. any oh sorry. No, you carry on carry on yeah. Uh, do you have any advice for those who want to write cozies or just write in general? Um, I mean, I, I listen to the podcast and I, I think what quite a number of, of other writers say is what I'm going to say is, and that's just do it. Um, I, I think I probably spent about two years researching for my first book and another year to actually write it. Um, I've sped up since then. Uh, and I think that for me, it was I, I was enjoying the research and the writing so much that the, the, the you know that side of it that actually writing the book was something that I kept putting off and I was afraid I suppose to get it out there in the world in case and, you know, because you don't know what other people are going to say you're putting yourself out there and that's quite scary um but you know I've had some amazing feedback on the book um you know I'm not I'm not Jane Austen, I'm not Hemingway, I'm not looking to write anything you know, that's going to stand, you know, for up, you know, and be taught in schools in years to come. I'm not, that's not what I'm into. I'm into writing a really fun story, something that I'd like to read. And if I enjoy writing it, then I hope somebody else is going to enjoy reading it. And it, it seems to be so far that they are. And I think that if you've got that story to tell inside you and you want to do it, my advice is, you know, get out of your own way. And just do it. Actually, just just give it a go. Get it out there. See what people think. And you know, you might find that actually, there's a lot of people out there that love the same ideas that you love, that are interested in the same things that you're interested in. And and uh, you'll you'll find people that want you to carry on writing, and they'll they'll keep encouraging you. And it gets a lot easier after the first one. So just just go for it. Absolutely. Um, just. It's so easy for writers to get in their own heads, which is kind of weird because we live most of our lives in our own heads. But it's also easy for us to get in our own way in that way. It's like we we want to learn so much about what we're wanting to do that we don't forget that, or we forget that we need to just do it. Absolutely. I, I mean, I really do think that's the, the, the biggest thing I've learned from doing it. I, I, uh, I mean, this is a side thing, but, you know, part of um, if, if people that buy my book, they'll see that at the beginning um, of the book, I, I, I have a, a sort of a, a tribute to my mother. And, and, and she was a, a huge, huge uh, support in my life and really encouraged me. And my biggest regret is that I didn't publish until after she'd passed. Um, and I then ended up publishing the first book on what would have been her 80th birthday. And, you know, and that was a tribute to her and that was lovely, but I, I should have done it while she was still alive. And there was no reason to have not published, you know, it was written before she died. I was just too afraid to, to show it to her and I was too afraid to share it. And, you know, I really would say to people, you, you've got to get out of your own way. You've, you've got to seize life and you've got to take that risk and, just do it. Just really just do it. Absolutely. So do you have a favorite character or would you get in trouble with your other characters? 
Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know what? I, I, my character, my favorite character changes with each book. That's what I found. Um, and my favorite characters are often the side characters or, or the murderer. I, I do usually empathize with the murderer quite, quite <laughs> a lot. So um, maybe that says a lot about me, but you know, I, I, I mean, I, I love my main character and I love her family and I, 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 I love, you know, the, without giving too much away, she has a couple of romantic interests um, so far already in, in running book four. Um, and I, I love all of that, that those relationships, but it's the murderers I love because they are, why, why are they going down that road? Why, what is it about that person that's upset them so much they want to kill them, you know, and the victim as well. So I think at every given book so far, it's been the murder that I'd say, that's my favorite character. Um, <laughs> I, I hope the others aren't too upset by that. <laughs> But they don't get locked up in the end. So, you know, I think that, you know, they probably forgive me. Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, I, I know I usually I would say my favorite characters are the main characters. But with this book I'm currently working on, I'm on book three of my series. And this is the first time I've actually really empathized with the killer. Because mm. I know the victim has basically... I hate to say it, but he's earned it. Yeah. <laughs> he, he deserves to be the victim. And pretty much anyone who's going to read this book will probably agree with me. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I kind of empathize with the killer here. They're just kind of doing what they think is the world a favor. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> It's almost like you're writing my book, this current one. It's definitely a, a you know, and, and, and there's there's one point with my main character because she's starting to develop her powers, if you if you like, and and she has this moment where she's a actual actually able to see the murder scene through the killer's eyes. So she still doesn't know who the killer is, but she can see the murder through their eyes. And 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 she walks away with that. Well, they deserved it. That was her first thought, is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, <laughs> the victim deserved it. Which uh, it's a fun way to a fun fun way to think. You know, it's 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 fun to write. Yeah. So, do you have an author that's most influenced your writing? Um, that's a really good question because I I've thought about this a lot, and I remember couple of years ago going to a, a sort of writer's workshop where we all had to sort of do this map of what our voice was and our influences were and and everything and, and everybody else were, were writing quite obvious sort of murder mystery writers or you know Agatha Christie and others and I love Agatha Christie and I you know I love a lot of um of cozy writers and I wouldn't want to name one because I'd you know like the characters I'd upset all the others that I don't mention that I do read <laughs> Um, but, you know, I think for me, um, my biggest influence has actually been a, a writer that I read when I was at school called Miss Reed. Now, Miss Reed, um, it was a pen name for a woman called Dora Saint. And she uh, basically, she didn't write murder mysteries. She wrote um, stories about village life in England. And they're just incredibly charming escapist stories nothing happens it centers around a school or a village hall or the fate or something and they're, they're very cozy but without the murder 
um, element. And, you know, when all my friends were reading Stephen King and they were, you know, reading Flowers in the Attic and all that, that's dated me a bit, but, you know, they were all reading these kind of really quite violent or they were reading more sci-fi books or they were, you know, whatever. There was me with my little Village Chronicles book, um, you know, quite happily escaping into this world of cream teas and cakes and, you know, and, and, and so on. And I think she's been my, the biggest influence on me. I can't shake, I can't shake that cozy side. Oh, she sounds like a great author. She's fantastic. I really, I do really heartily recommend if you're into cozy mysteries, definitely look her up, definitely look up Miss Reed, especially if you like English, um, you know, ones that are set in English countryside. Um, it's, it's a fantastic. I'll definitely have to add that to my to be read list, which seems to be growing longer by the episode yeah. I do this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's always the problem when you you talk to anybody and say, "What's your favorite author? Who's influenced you?" They'll always come up with, "Oh, that's somebody I haven't heard of, or I haven't, I don't know much about." That's another thing to add to my list. So. <laughs> So how are you and your family coping with the pandemic? Um, we're, we're, we're good. Um, I have um, four children all technically grown, um, but two of them are, are back home now because of COVID. Um, and they, that's been a bit fraught at times. You know, I, I thought I would be in empty ne nesting syndrome by now and um, they've come back. <laughs> so it's not empty. <laughs> Um, and I've got one daughter at university who is struggling because um, she can't go on campus. She's literally just locked in her halls and she can't attend lectures and she's isolated from everybody else. So that's hard. I feel for her more than I feel for us, really. Uh, my eldest son is a teacher and, of course, that's affected him and his work as well. So um, I, I, I deem myself very lucky that I'm able to, to, to stay in a warm house and, you know, I've got my family around me and, and um, you know, we have everything we need and, and we're healthy. So I, I'm grateful for that. Oh, that's, that's good. And I hope things get easier for your kid in, in university, is it how you say it? Yeah, she's in university. Well, you'd say college, wouldn't you? Yeah, um, yeah we, we, we don't say college is before university here. So uh, uh. you'd go to college here when you're about 16, 17. And, and then you go on to university when you're 18 plus. So, uh, so yeah, so she's, I mean, you know, it, all, they're all in the same boat, but they're, they're isolated in the same boat together, which um, is a bit of a struggle for them. But I, I keep telling her that, you know, uh, my generation didn't have a, a world war or anything that we can all sort of rally behind. Uh, but all of her generation will have COVID. All of their generation will have this lockdown and they will all, um, I think, be stronger for it because yeah. they're, you know, they're developing a resilience and, uh, you know, it's... Um, and it, I think we've all had time to, to really think about what's important and, and it's been kind of like a circuit breaker, I think, um, that we can all take some time to think about what's really matters and you realise that what really matters is your family and and being healthy and uh it makes you reprioritize things so i think it's been a good thing for a lot of people yeah absolutely so how can my snips and sleuths follow you um 
Well, there's, I have every platform known to man, I think. <laughs> uh, I'm probably, and I'm probably on some that I don't know about as well because uh, my kids keep setting me up on things and I go, what's this? What's TikTok? I have no idea what that is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm on um, Facebook um, as Penelope Cress. Um, you can find me there. Um, there's also a, uh, a reader's group, Westbury Watchers, for anyone that's read the books and wants to sort of talk about the books. Um, you know, the books only came out last year and it's a very small, intimate group and there's not a lot of activity there. So I'd really love people to connect there. That would be great. So we can chat and, you know, I'd, I'd love people to come up with ideas for characters and what they'd like to see happen next. So that's why I'd really like people to go. But I'm also on Instagram as Penelope Crest Writer uh, and you can find me there. And I have a Pinterest um, board as well. So if anybody wants to see my inspiration and and where things come from then then check me out on Pinterest. Oh isn't Pinterest a great site? I use that all the time for my books. I've got like five different boards for different books. <laughs> oh I, I, I can beat you on that. I think I have about 20 boards. Um, <laughs> I have boards for everything. As soon as an idea comes in my head I'm like oh, right research research and I just pin everything up there. So if, if you're looking for it I've probably pinned it. <laughs> Well, it's funny, some of my boards have like sub boards where it's like organized. Okay, this is for this character, this character, this setting, this setting. <laughs> I see, so you're organized. That's, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get better at organizing. Let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can spend many hours getting lost on Pinterest. Oh, it is. It's such a great tool, but such a distraction. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> I mean, we have um, on Westbury, there's um, a, a colony of feral cats. I didn't mention that earlier, but I mean, because you can't have witches without familiars. So I've got these feral cats and uh, this colony. And so now my boards are just cats. There are so many cat boards for like, you know, feral cats or cats that look like this cat or cats that look like this. <laughs> it's lots of cat boards. <laughs> yeah, I kind of... I have that too. There's one book I'm working on where it's a genie that has to has a cat named Gambit because she owns a game store. Well, it turns out Gambit is actually a prince that 2,000 years ago she turned into a cat. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that a lot. That's great. <laughs> but I've got like boards of uh, sphinx cats and just all these different cats because yeah I had to pick a cat <laughs> yeah it's really strange because I'm actually a dog person really and, and before I started writing I decided I was going to have this colony of feral cats cats hadn't really come across my radar and now I'm obsessed with them so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah for some reason it seems like when you write you get into what you're writing because when I first started doing cozy mysteries I started them as steampunk and I only started doing that because it seemed like an interesting challenge mm -hmm. next thing I know I'm making the costumes I'm going to a convention I'm <laughs> <laughs> and it's like when did this happen <laughs> 
I know it's brilliant. It's brilliant. I mean, it goes back to the uh, when we started off, you know, about am I Susan or am I Pen Penelope? And there are times I actually don't know. Uh, <laughs> I just get so sort of, oh, what would Penelope do now? Penelope would say this. Penelope would write that. <laughs> it's like, yeah, stop, stop it. You're going mad. <laughs> oh, I have had so much fun talking with you. I can't believe we're almost at the end of the show. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> I could talk for hours, but you probably figured that out already. <laughs> hey, it makes my job all the easier. <laughs> uh, as long as you don't have to try and edit this down. <laughs> rambling on, talking about cats and Pinterest. Lots of them for an hour. <laughs> So do you have any closing words of advice or wisdom? Um, oh, <laughs> I really thought of myself as, a, as, a, as someone who gave out wisdom. Um, I, you know, I, I, th I think I'll just go back to what I said before. Uh, you know, I think this pandemic and, you know, just, just everything, it, it, it's made us realize how important it is to, to do what we want to do and to follow our dreams and to, get out of our own way and and to just live life and you know if you're putting something off because you're worried or you're scared or you think you're not going to be good enough just say you know so what just just do it just you know that's my word of words of wisdom is, is just do it I'm sure that Nike's already stolen that but <laughs> <laughs> but it's true just do it <laughs> and it's great advice because yeah during this time, it's not really a time to, you realize how short life is. Yeah. And how much, if there is something out there that you've been wanting to do, if it was writing that book or whatever, t life is short. You got to go for it. You do. And I think, I think, you know, this pandemic, it's made us to think about things, but but also it's made us realize how how fragile everything is and you know our, and for many of us our lives have just been put on hold for the last year and you realize all the things that you thought you could do and you can't and that's a frustration uh, as opposed for me my biggest fear is that when this is all over i'll just revert back to the life i had before and that would be that would be a real shame yeah well it's been great talking with you penelope Susan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's been an absolute joy. I mean, as you know, before we came on, I was saying, oh, I don't know what you're going to ask me. And I'm a bit nervous, but it's been an absolute joy. I've really enjoyed every second of it. Oh, I'm so glad. I love it when my guests say they've enjoyed being on the show. Yeah, no, it's been really great. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, you're welcome. Well, Snoops and Sleuths, you've heard another great interview here on The Cozy Sleuth. I'd like to thank my patrons, Regina, Cozy Cub, and Dower Bear for helping us keep our show commercial-free and growing. I'd also like to thank my Coffee Clutch for their contributions as well. If you'd like to be like Regina or my fellow podcasters, The Cozy Cub and Dower Bear, join us on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash thecozysleuth. There you can become either a guiding clue, a clever sidekick, a small town sleuth, or a Sherlock Holmes level member. Or for a one-time contribution, you can join my coffee clutch at coffee.com 
slash the cozy sleuth. That's ko fi.com slash the cozy sleuth. As always, you can find us on Twitter at the cozy sleuth. Until next time, this is Leanna Shields saying, keep cozy.